This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. Oh, it's so nice to hear Chris Key's voice again, because I mean, it's been on quite a while since we've done uh, the podcast here at Puck Year. Uh, we've been, a lot of things have changed. I'm actually living in Australia now, so surprise guys, if you didn't know that already, but that doesn't mean we won't be covering the NZHL. Um, and time to time, you know, with the podcast, it might just be me or I'll have, uh, my good buddy Joe with me as well on the phone, which I have him with me right now. What's up, Joe? G'day, mate. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. You know, I, I'm not telling, sounding too Australian yet, am I? No, but you, you've done what all good New Zealanders do and you've joined the brain drain and moved across the ditch and uh, earning a lot more money and just living it up in the, in the sunny beaches of, of Bondi. <laughs> oh, we'll see about that. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit more, I'm like North Shore, like there is actually a North Shore in Sydney. So it kind of just feels like I'm in Auckland when you say North Shore, which is great. Right. But um, I guess to kick you know, Puck Year podcast off for 2019. We got some pretty massive news coming out of the uh, NZHL yesterday. Yeah, the um, fan of the podcast and, and former guest Rick Perry is uh, is shifting teams. He's moving across Auckland to join the Botany Swarm. Yeah, I'm sure that has uh, made a few made a few waves across the league. I'm sure there's a couple of. Uh, super fans down in uh, Palmy North that might be crying into their beers <laughs> um, at, at the sound of that news. But, I mean, it's awesome for Rick. It's awesome for the Botany Swarm. Not the first time he's played for the Swarm, actually. He was part of their inaugural uh, team when the NZIHL came about in uh, 2005. So I'm sure the likes of like Casey Ball and that are really excited to have another OG um, member of the Hive back. Yeah, and it's the, uh, the second big kind of... Um trans transfer from West Auckland to Botany in in two years after after Remy went last year. So the rivalry is just heating up between the two Auckland teams. Yeah. Makes it even better. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's gonna be awesome. I mean I know we made the big bold prediction that it was going to be an all Auckland uh Virgil Cup final last season. Of course we were totally wrong there um as expected and the Stampede made a a surge halfway through the season and, uh, you know, we had a great final series. Obviously the Admirals won it. Um, but now, yeah, with Rick jumping over to the, to the East side of Auckland, um, and there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, we're still a few months away from the NZHL season, but, um, yeah, I had a great chat with Rick actually, uh, about the news and, um, yeah, maybe, may I'll let you intro this one, Joe, since, uh, you couldn't be part of it. All right. Well, let's bring in Rick Perry, Goalie extraordinaire for the New Zealand Ice Blacks and the bot- now the Botany Swarm. Let's uh, let's start off with the big news of the day. You've signed with the Botany Swarm for uh, 2019, but um, you know it's not actually the first time you've played on that side of Auckland before. So why have you chosen to make the move now? I think um, the last couple of seasons there's. There's been, I, I guess, a desire f- f- to do more within my roles. I mean, I've kind of moved as my age, as I get older, um, kind of adapted to whatever role the the team wanted of me within the Admirals. And um, I always felt like I 
I still feel like I've got plenty more to give on the ice and um, the opportunity came with the swarm to actually uh, kind of fulfill that. And I feel that if I didn't, didn't make a move or I didn't change or, or follow that, it's probably something that I'd regret for the rest of my life. So it's, um, it's essentially a, a chance for me to kind of fulfill something, a desire that, um, to play more and to try, try and achieve a bit more. Um, influence the game a bit bigger and um, yeah the Swarm's given me that opportunity. Nice so obviously a factor is there with um, Chaba getting increased ice time uh, with the Admirals over the last couple of years that's played into your decision? Yeah he's obviously um, solidified himself in that role and and the team has kind of uh, backed him to to kind of lead in that space so um yeah, it, it could be the same moving forward this year or or something's need, needed to change. And for me, um, it was a matter of putting a line in the sand and thinking, well, what do I actually want from, from the remaining um, seasons at this level um, for myself? And, um, yeah, made a call on it, which, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty difficult call. But on the other side of that, I see huge opportunity with the Swarm and they're a team that... Um, has, has been chipping along for the last few years, you know, they went through kind of a rebuilding stage and I know a lot of the guys have played with them with the ice blacks and, um, junior leagues and things. So it's not like, um, it's not like I, uh, I'm hoping that we can just start off on a good foot and, and go from there. Yeah. And just hit the ground running. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously guys like, you know, and Andrew Hay or all the Hay brothers, um, plus like Jordan Chalice, you know, the guys that you've played with the Ice Blacks, does that make it a lot easier um, to transition into the Swarm having those guys around you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the support's there from them. They're obviously pretty um, pretty happy with the decision as well. And guys like Remy and Alex Polozov, you know, played with them as well. And um yeah, I, I think definitely it, it kind of smooths that transition because it is. I spent so much time with the Admirals and given so much to that organisation. I mean, back in the days when we used to get thrashed, you know, 50 shots against and, and you know, we had no chance of winning any any games to now the point last season where we won the Cup. So it's been it's been a huge kind of investment in that team and, and to get to where it is. So... Now where I am, I kind of feel a bit like I'm in limbo between the two teams. But um, the fact that I've got some faces there that I know and I've played with before and half know what to expect um, and what's happening behind the scenes with the Swarm organization as well, I think um, you know, I think it's all positive. I think it's moving in the right direction and um, it's going to be great being part of it. Yeah, coming from a team like the Admirals that spent a lot of time um, – Building, up, I would say they spend a lot of time building up the Kiwi talent within, rather than solely relying on you know uh, the imports that come in, and that's you know that's finally worked. You got the team became champions last year, so then going to the Swarm, what kind of shape do you think that team is currently in now? Um, I think they're they're an absolute cup contender. I think they had some issues last year with their their imports and their goalies, um, well, one of their import goalies and, and how that worked with minutes and things like that. Um, but I think that, you know, you take that out of the, the equation and they win one or two more games and they would have made the top three. So mm. it's, um, 
it's it's exciting because they're not that far behind. Uh, they do have some younger players and and they're looking to grow the sport on that side as well. I think they've been kind of missing from um, the development side of things, but I know we're actively going to be involved with more junior trainings and, and really developing the sport. And part of me going over there is not so, yeah, it's to play and get more minutes, but there's also goalies coming through this system that, that we want to look at, well, who can actually kind of move into this role and can get some experience at trainings and things like that. So when, um, so when I kind of stop playing or, or move on, um, you know, there's somebody there within the sport that actually helps um, kind of grow it. And I think uh, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with having two competitive Auckland teams as well. You know, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. If we can have two two teams that are kind of bouncing off each other and pushing the rest of the league, it's, it's only going to do good things for hockey in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. I kind of see, I personally see New Zealand ice hockey the way that rugby used to be about, 15 20 years ago in this country it's not this it's not like it now but if Auckland if, if Auckland rugby is in a good spot then New Zealand rugby is in a good spot do you so you see if that's the same with a Auckland ice hockey New Zealand like the ice blacks will be a lot better yeah absolutely and there's a lot of um a lot of work with the learn to play programs that's going on in the Auckland ice hockey association and the kids coming through now and, and we can see I mean there's huge opportunities for for younger younger kids and younger goalies um, that are interested in the sport, you know, opportunities that didn't exist when I was that age, or um, you know, they're starting way younger than I ever ever was when I started. So it, it's almost um, it's a matter of keeping those kind of paths. We see a lot of drop off around that kind of eight, under eighteen, under twenty age group level. Um, so it's kind of keeping that that option open for people as well, and saying, look, there's there's two teams in Auckland that you could potentially aspire to. And then off the back of that, there's the ice burns, the ice blacks. Um, and then, and then further abroad, if you want to go that far. So um, yeah, absolutely. The competition is good. I think. And speaking of uh, the shape of um, the botany swarm, like goaltending ranks, obviously there's you. Um, what do you know what the rest of the, what the other goaltenders are looking like for this year? Uh, I, I think Michael Hopkinson will still be there, um, as far as I'm aware. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what else um, beyond Mikey, but um, yeah, he's a guy who's given a lot to the team, and he's been there for a long time as well. So it's going to be good working with him. And um, I'm not sure what the plan is with younger goalies, but hopefully we can get um, you know one or two or on a rotation to come out to some of our trainings as well, so that they can get some expertise and experience from that as well. And um, so obviously you've, you've spent the past five seasons uh, with the animals, as we know. So how weird is it going to be facing your old teammates for the first time this season? Oh, extremely weird. Yeah. It's, um, it's like what it's been one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. And um, even just, you know, I called, called a bunch of the guys and caught up with them face to face to tell them my decision and, you know, that was probably one of the, the most difficult things because the, the guys, you know, have done so much together and they become like brothers and um, obviously that respects their and the expectation that they're not going to take it easy either. Um, so when we do face each other, they're, they're going to give me everything that they have, which I expect, and I'm going to give them everything I have. Um, but yeah, it, it will be really weird, especially playing at Avondale. It's um, 
<laughs> I know that rings so well. And um, I'll just try not to pass the puck to them or <laughs> control my rebounds a bit better. Yeah. Um, speaking of playing at uh, Avondale, I'm sure you're expecting to get some heckling from the Admirals passionate fans uh, when you play there. Is it is it hard to tune out that noise as a goalie? Um, it's always there. It's just whether you pay attention to it. Um, I think, you know, they obviously have very passionate fans over there, but likely so all the clubs around New Zealand are going that way. So um, I find when you're in your zone and you're just focusing on what you're doing, you don't really hear that, that noise. And, um, you know, the expectation there is that they're just cheering on their team. So it's, it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, no. I just remember uh, last year when Remy Sandoy made that move over. He got quite a bit of heckling, but all in good fun. Um, but yeah, I know, I know you're you're resilient to that kind of thing. But um, well, yeah, yeah. That, that Remy scenario. He also played the best hockey. Um, you know, he was the best player on the Swarm against us at home. So I mean, if they think it's you know putting us off our game, then they're obviously mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just they just love hockey, Rick. They just love watching you play. So they do. It will definitely do. be weird seeing you in a different jersey, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But what do you what do you think you'll miss the most about being an admiral? It's definitely the guys there. Um, yeah, it's it's the relationships, it's the the management. You know, everybody who's kind of fought together for the last you know five seasons or or less, but when you build a championship team, it is a, it is a team. It's everybody that has to put in, um, and sacrifice different things. So you go through a lot together. And even though you're from kind of different areas of life, you have this kind of mutual respect for each other and look forward to seeing each other. Um, yeah, it would be, it's definitely the guys just, just missing, you know, being around them, but there's some things, some things bigger than that. Yeah, I guess because you mentioned obviously you know the Avondale rink pretty well, but you must know the Botany rink, the inside and out as well, all the little kinks in the rink. <laughs> yeah, well, the I mean, yeah, depending on the quality of the ice at any given time, but the dimensions are good. I've always played well at at Botany, um, and yeah, I've had a world championship tournament there as well, so um, pretty pretty comfortable at that, at that rink and a lot bigger ice so you kind of adapt your game a bit differently so it would be good to have a few more home games there um yeah i'm looking forward to it does it does that international size ice make a huge difference for goalies like it does for the skaters yeah it does um changes your angle slightly and uh you you know the depth of play you can i don't know if you actually do but the perception is you've probably got a bit more time with shots because there's that extra meter or so and you know you can you don't have to move as far when players are kind of further out so yeah kind of you buy a bit of time in that space but um it is it's definitely different um and then i find like the more compact the rink is the more you can kind of play more of a block and and react kind of um style style of goaltending so you do kind of have to adjust but yeah all right now you've talked a bit about obviously developing uh, like younger goalies and stuff through uh, botany, it's, which is something you're quite passionate about because you recently launched the Rick Perry Goalie Academy, 
So what's what's the mission behind this new venture for you? Well, for me, it was always providing services and, and facilities um, that I've experienced through um, traveling overseas to goalies in New Zealand so that they have those opportunities or they can get to those places um, without, uh, I guess, the, the pain points or, or so much um, restriction. Um, when I was younger, I, you know, hockey was all I wanted to do. I wanted to play professionally and I wanted to live in North America and, and play in the NHL or play in a pro league. And um, so after school, I, I went over to Canada and I spent two years working with Maguire um, goaltending and Jamie, the head coach there, kind of took me under his wing and he really um, opened my eyes to different techniques of working with goalies. And, um, you know, I coached for him with the younger goalies while to kind of pay for my um, coaching that he gave me. So it, it worked really well. We're a pretty good team. And um, I found at that point that I really got a lot out of coaching as well and kind of relating to the goalies. And then when I came home, I... I spent a bit of time when I was at uni down in Dunedin, ran some camps down there and I've just kind of last few years put it on the back burner, but obviously uh, there's a big, uh, I feel like the biggest fear I have for New Zealand hockey is that there'll be that gap between the potential of goalies and, and what's actually coming through. So I feel the best thing I can do is, is uh, pass on the skills and knowledge that I've, that I've picked up over my 16 year career and, and um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, create opportunities or at least the support for goalies, um, so that they can aspire to do do something or or go a bit further than they would have otherwise. And what's the what's the reception been like since you launched uh, online a few weeks ago? Uh, it's yeah, it's been awesome. We it's great. I can kind of use um, like the tools now and technology. It's a lot easier than back in the day to kind of. Um, book orders and you know, obviously the cost of ice is pretty prohibitive so um, it's reflected in the price but I think the value from the camps is is going to be um, well worth it um, so that we've got, I've got our first camp in Auckland in two weeks and we've got seven seven goalies signed up already so um, they're from all around New Zealand and there's a lot of demand to, to run further camps which I've been talking with Auckland Ice Hockey and New Zealand Federation about doing that. So I'd love to, I'd love to get into more of a national program and and hopefully um, over time, um, yeah, build something so that so that we can kind of break down the the cost um, of of hiring ice as well. Nice. It kind of it almost uh, I don't know if you're uh, aware of it, but um, Wayne Simmons from the Philadelphia Flyers. I think he he does something very similar uh back home in his hometown of scarborough which i did a when i was living in toronto i did a thing with him about that where he raises a lot of funds um for kids to help pay for equipment because obviously it is you know such an expensive mm. sport probably even more yeah. so for goalies um so kind of is that kind of your i guess your aspiration there that it can grow into something where maybe you have like a like an annual tournament or something or like a camp and you bring kids in from all around the country and then you know maybe sponsors come on board and you know you can hand out gear and stuff like that yeah i think similar to that my my aspirations or the goal the vision for the goalie academy is to have a um a purpose-built facility just for goalies um 
and I've got a, a couple of concepts for how that would look. Um, but secondary to that, I, I want to do something with kind of learn to play that in the goalie space as well. Um, so I'm talking with a couple of gear manufacturers now, but um, or resellers, I should say. Um, but it's early days in that space. Um, but ultimately, the goal is to is to have some some equipment available so goalies can or players can actually try it, decide if they like it without investing um, in the equipment up front, and then um, you know as they kind of move on with it, then then they know that's for them and and they can purchase what they need. It's awesome. So what can uh, what can these young goalies expect? Uh, the ones that are coming to your first camp next month. So uh, we've got about four and a half hours on the ice. So we're going to break that down into um, three components throughout each session that we're on the ice. So it's really built around um, movement, skating techniques. So if we're in the right place, it makes our job to make the saves a lot easier. Um, save technique. So we'll have uh, stations around the ice that are designed to kind of work with specific um, save techniques. And then the other third will be uh, small area games designed for, for goalies. So a lot of kind of um, competition drills, um, goalies versus players and goalies versus, versus goalies um, in different scenarios. And then off the ice, uh, we'll cover um, dynamic warm-ups, uh, discuss kind of nutrition and the importance around what goes into your body and how it helps your performance. Um, the mental game, so um, coping strategies with you know, setting goals and then what happens when you when you have a bad game or something doesn't go to plan. Um, and then, yeah, off the back of that, um, you know, kind of Q&As and things like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this sounds like a lot of awesome stuff for, you know, the young goalies coming through. I, you know, I think they need something like that. And... I mean, I hope it, I mean, I'm sure like, I know how passionate you are about, you know, the younger generation and helping them and, you know, pushing through and you're not having that drop off that we get uh, with goalies. But then outside of, uh, with the academy and everything, do you see yourself maybe one day like being a goalie coach somewhere? Um, I'd love to, I, I don't know about full time. Uh, I don't know if it's there to to be kind of commercialized to that extent. I'm more I'm more interested in any anything I can monetize off the back of my coaching, investing back into the sport and and back into opportunities for goalies. Um, I'm pretty happy with my career outside of hockey and, and what I'm doing. And um, f- from that point of view, I'd rather you know if I can monetize it or it can get to the point where it needs a bit more kind of resource um, that I can actually kind of outsource that stuff. But I'd love to, um, I mean, it's a constant learning process as well. So I'd love to spend more time with other professional coaches, maybe go to a few conferences or, or double HF programs or, or things like that. So I'm constantly upskilling and I don't think that limiting my, um, well, the Academy to, to New Zealand is necessary. Um, I think, there's plenty of other countries, particularly the ones we play at World Championships, that could possibly benefit from from these services. So, I'm not I'm not counting it out, but um, I think my priority first would be um, first the goalies, and then investing in how can we get them some better resources and uh, facilities. 
Nice. Uh, uh, lastly, obviously, it is a long uh, off season here in New Zealand, like with hockey. Um, but you've got the World Champs coming out with the Ice Blacks. So how mm-hmm. is how is the off season training go for you and uh, for as a goalie? Um, it, it's actually it's it's good. I, I really like it, and more so, I've been um, kind of taking a break up to kind of December. Um, and when I say break, it, it's more kind of going out for runs and. And just staying fit and keeping the head kind of right. Um, and then my wife and I, we we actually work out together. So we do kind of a high intensity kind of trainings three mornings each week. So um, it's more dynamic, and and that's how I kind of focus on my like that stuff. It's it's away from the rink, but it's still kind of relevant. It's all hand eye coordination and explosive work. Um, and then it's really kind of around now that I, I start getting back on the ice and back into training. So I've started going out a bit more and um, leading up to the, the tour and training camp, I'll, I'll be getting on a lot more. So I, I find now it's um, it's good to, to kind of have that clean break. So I just kind of forget about it, forget about the season and and then keep the body relatively fit, but then do other things that keep keep the mind fresh as well. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, I can't wait to see you uh, for the for the world champs and the training camp. And yeah, all the best for your yeah, first... Yeah, it's going to be good to catch up. Yeah, for your, all the best for your first um, camp with uh, the Rick Perry Goalie Academy next month. And um, Thanks, Logan. I uh, look forward to seeing how much your mentions blow up over the big news of you moving to the bottom swamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, looking forward to catching up with you too. All right, buddy. Take care. Cheers, Logan. Bye. See you, mate. Well, there you have it. Great insight from the man himself, Rick Parry, on making the move across town from the West Auckland Admirals to the Putney Swarm. Man, what a great way to kickstart the 2019 season of Pakeha Podcast with such big news like that. I tell you what, both Joe and I, we've really missed making this show. So I'm currently working on an article that'll give you guys a solid update on what we're up to for the year. But rest assured, we have so many more stories to share from the long list of players that we really want to interview so we're coming back in full force, that's for sure. But before we can get into the NZHL season, there's also a lot of great international hockey to come for both the Ice Ferns and the Ice Blacks. Now, as you might know, I'll be traveling with the Ice Blacks through Colorado and Mexico, filming their progress through their intensive 10-day training camp before the tournament itself. So I really feel like this is the year, like this is the year about proving your worth. And I've got a really good feeling about this 2019 squad. So if they do the thing, I felt like I just had to be there myself to document what could possibly be a great historic moment for New Zealand ice hockey. Now, with all that footage, and trust me, there's going to be hours and hours of it, and I can't wait to go through it all. There will be a documentary to come later in the year. But while I'm over there with the team, I'll also be sending back footage and interviews to other New Zealand media outlets and just trying to really get those guys on the bandwagon and help raise national interest in the team and what they're trying to achieve. Plus, I'll also be posting uh, reports and videos on Pakeha to help you guys stay connected with the Ice Blacks, even when you're on the other side of the world. Of course, with such extensive coverage like that, it doesn't come cheap and we really need your help. So I'm very thankful that the NZHF have come on board and they're helping me out by covering my food and accommodation. So that is a massive weight off my shoulders already. But on top of that, I'm digging into my own pockets to pay for flights and travel insurance for my camera gear. So to help cover those costs, I've started up a give a little page. Now, the link is kind of everywhere right now. I'm sorry if you guys have sort of felt a bit like spammed by it. 
but this is really important to me. So you'll find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website. Or if you just search Ice Blacks on Give a Little itself, I'm sure you'll find it. So please take the time to read what I'm doing for the Ice Blacks and please consider making a donation because every little bit helps. And so far, it, we've, I've, we've had some very kind and generous people that have already donated. My heart goes out to them. So thank you very much, guys. But anyway, that's all for Pike Podcast today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with a rather cute love story that involves the inline ferns. Puck yeah, it's New Zealand's home for hockey. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcast app for the latest episodes. Follow the team on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Puck yeah NZ. And for your fix of hockey news, go to puckyear.nz. Yeah